earlier before the service, you were just telling me specifically just how your family has changed. And I just want you to share. How long have you been coming now? Two and a half, three months. <laughs> right around. Now, see, here, here's what I want you to see. This doesn't take a long time. It, life changes does not have to take a long time. It can be quick. The, here's what most people do, though. They come in, they get blessed in two and a half months, and then all of a sudden they think that, that uh, you know, they'll perceive wrongly that a promotion that takes them out of the church is actually from God. No, you were getting blessed because of where you're at and the anointing that's flowing in Psalm 133 from Jesus through the elders to you and you're in the right place at the right time. But see, what happens is many times we'll start getting our needs met and we're like, okay, I don't have to go after God quite as strong anymore. No, now's the time to press in even more. Like go even more because if he can do that in a couple of months, what can he do in a couple of years? What can he do in a couple of decades, all of a sudden you can see what I was talking about the other day about the blessings piling up, piling up, piling up. So it's been a couple of months. And you, you stuck with me. <laughs> God's been pouring out. I mean, the first day you walked in, just the presence of God came all over you. What's happening quickly in your family and you just, you know, just tell them. Well, Chelsea and Jared have been coming here. Chelsea's my daughter. And I had been noticing changes yeah. from them. And then uh, Brantley, little Brantley, go, taking him home one evening from the house. He had fallen and scratched his knee. And uh, just out of nowhere, taking him home, he says, Nana, I want to pray over my knee. <laughs> and I said, we can do that. You know, but I was shocked, you know, because I was not expecting Then a little. He says, <laughs> how old is he? He's uh, three and a half years old. Good job. And uh, he said, nah, I want to wait till I get home with my daddy to pray over my leg. And I thought, okay, God, because Chelsea had asked me to come. And I was, you know, I was fighting it, you know, but I <laughs> kept seeing. And, uh, and I thought, I told him after I got done crying and telling him how proud I was of what they were doing with my, grands my grandson. Uh, that I would be here the next morning, and I was here. <laughs> I never expected to feel what I felt. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been in church my whole life. Uh, Look at but that. I've never, <laughs> I've never felt what I felt here in this place. Amen. And uh, me and my husband, we've been married 34 years, and it's been a struggle for the last <laughs> at least 20 years. One of the first things you said to me is you said, will you pray for my marriage? And uh, you said, it's not, it's not just him, it's me too. Yes. That's one yes. of the things that you said. Yes. And so now tell me what you just, tell them what you just told me out there. We're like, we're on our honeymoon again. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Uh, it, we're just two totally different people. We... We love each other. He can't wait to get home to see me. I can't wait to get home to see him. And uh, it is just, it's been life changing. Amen. Amen. Because I was to the point I was almost ready to throw the towel in with my marriage. Yeah. And uh, not, not anymore. I yeah. have my husband back, my best friend back. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Praise wonderful. God. 
the Holy Ghost is touching your family, the love of Christ is pouring out in it. Yes. And last week we were at Pizza Hut after Boomfest. You got healed instantly, yes. Yes. right? In Pizza yes. Hut. It didn't have to be in, in, at the altar. Oh, it was no. the power yeah. of God flows everywhere. Amen. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, and this week, every time when my back or my neck or something would start bothering me, I would put my own hand on there. <laughs> Praise and pray God. To God. Say no. And I've not had to take not one Advil or anything <laughs> to get rid of that pain. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's awesome. Praise God. Can it happen for them? Yes. Yeah, amen. Yes. Amen. Now, how did it happen? See, Danny was invited. Uh, you guys were invited. And then you were invited. We need to be invite-minded. We need to understand. And listen, not everybody will come and not everybody will stay. But it's important that we become the kind of people that say, like Andrew, like what uh, Stephen was talking about this week, where Andrew invited Peter and then Peter became who Peter was because somebody invited him. The power of God wants to reach all these different homes. There's a whole city and a county that needs. Did you know that you needed what you thought it was? Did, did you think you knew what church was before you came? No. I mean, no. let me put it this way. Did you think like, okay, I'm going to go there, but I'm not sure, you know, if I'm going to receive anything? Did you? Yeah. Kinda, oh, yeah. I was yeah. not expecting, you know. Yeah. And then I you came. Expecting, you know, and I had watched videos and yeah. stuff, and I thought, mm, <laughs> I don't, you know, I've, I've been in Southern Baptist all my life. Yeah. And I love my, my church. I love the people there. Yeah. But. You needed the power of God. The power of God that's here and yeah. praising, and it makes a big difference when you're with people that you can raise your hands and praise God yeah. and not have to be ashamed. And you're receiving mm -hmm. His yes. love. See, it's one thing to talk about His love. It's another thing for the love of God to start to manifest in you, yes. in your home, in your body. And uh, people need that. People are looking for something like that today. And listen, not everybody wants, they're not hungry enough to, or humble enough to want those things. But we need to be invite-minded because people are. There's a few that are looking for a solution, and we need to be inviting them to have that solution. Amen? Yeah. And I'm Amen. going to throw in something with the tithing yeah. because uh, I've never been one to tithe. Because right. me and Phil's never put our money together because I'm self-employed, so it's right. just easier to keep things on a, you know. But I've been tithing ever since oh. I came here, and I've never had... The overflow of all my stuff. It, it's, it's taken care of and there's extra money there. Oh my goodness. In uh, two months. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. That's awesome. Glory to God. Well, thank you. We love you. Amen. Love you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. So you can see that the Lord is moving and you know he is worthy to be praised. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was for me. <laughs> He's worthy to be praised. God is a good God. And what we have to do is we just have to say, Lord, I'm more hungry for you than I am for my reputation. Yeah. You, know, uh, you know, what you were seeing on the service, you're like, I don't know about that. Because a lot of times we've been taught things, but some things we've been taught, even from a pulpit, is wrong. If it's not backed up in this word, we don't need to be believing it. But if it is backed up in this word, we need to go after it. 
People are looking for something real. They're looking for the power of God. Like this week, I, you know, uh, Miss Karina and her granddaughter Addie, uh, Addison. You go by Addison or Addie? Addie, uh, amen. I said it right the first time, amen. <laughs> so anyway, she'd come up for prayer, and the power of God would just touch her and hit her like that. And you're 11 or 12, 12. And uh, all of a sudden, like a 12-year-old's not going to sit there and just do that. Like, they're real. <laughs> they're growing up in a world that's real. Yet the love of God started touching her life, and, and she's just feeling that love of God. God is real, and he wants to touch his people. He wants to relate to people in the earth, even people that aren't his. He loves them, has good plans for them, and he wants to be involved in their life. If not, why in the world would he know all the number of the hairs of their head? Amen. And why would he know that? Why would he want that? Why would, why would he be, want to be so involved that he would know things like that and care about even the small things in your life? Uh, if you missed the testimony the other night, even a janky thumbnail, Amy. Why would he, why would he want? I didn't even know that was a word. I looked it up. It is a word. <laughs> You know, here was a thumbnail. He had gotten he had gotten his thumb and close to chopped off. And uh, you know, did it really matter if there was a scar across the thumbnail? Not really. It just it just would have looked different, you know. But he healed it completely. He healed it completely when it didn't look like it was ever going to be right again. He cares about the small things, and he wants to get involved in your life and in the lives of people around you. There, this city in Albemarle, in Stanley County, God has a bunch of people. He wants to get involved in their life. Y'all been seeing it this week. You're going to see more of it. You just see these testimonies. Our job is to tell people, to invite them, to say, hey, you got you got to know God cares about you. He's got a good plan. And you will see the power of God if you'll just open up yourself in that way. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Well, a couple of things uh, before we jump into the baptism service. Uh, number one, uh, I don't know. We have a limited number uh, of seats left. I think it's how many? Eleven? Ten? We have ten seats left. Uh, if you haven't already told Barrett, uh, we're going to go to a hockey game next Saturday night, I think on the 30th, over in Charlotte. The Charlotte Checkers, they won the championship last year, and I think several of their players moved up to the NHL now. Uh, but they, they have a really good team. All the players are trying to get to the NHL, so they're playing strong. And uh, anyway, we're going to go as a family. We had a total uh, block of 35 seats. We've got 10 left. If you want to go, it'll be like first come, first serve. The tickets are, I think, $22 per seat. And uh, if you have a kid, two or under, they can just sit on your lap. But above that, you have to buy a seat for them. See Barrett as soon as we're done if you want to go. Amen. Uh, we need to know right away so I can tell them how many seats to hold. Uh, they, they only had a certain number in a block together where we could seat together. So that's what we have. If you want to go, just let them know. We're going to go have a lot of fun, cheer, yell, act like crazy people, and uh, in public in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, you, we can wear our boomerang stuff and uh, boomerang uh, t-shirt. If you don't have one, talk to her about that too. And uh, we might can get you one. But we're just going to go have a good time. So that'll be uh, about... A little bit less than two weeks from now. And then also on Friday, what's the times Friday? 5 to 8.30. 5 to 8.30. We may need to stage a little bit. The city has called us 
and ask us, how, how about that statement right there? Amen. The city called and asked us for help in something. Amen. They were thinking about us. Hey, that's what we want. We want to let them know, hey, we want to love on this city. We want to love on this. Now they, they reached out and they said, hey, we have the downtown uh, Santa Claus and, and the downtown Christmas thing going on. Will you help pass out these candy canes and help uh, do some crowd control? And uh, we can put a table up with boomerang and tell people about different stuff. But basically, we just want to serve. So they asked us, we need probably, you know, I would say five to ten people because if we have extra, that's not going to hurt anything. Five to ten people. It'll be this Friday from 5 to 8.30. We might need to meet a little bit earlier, but even if you uh, can't get there right at five, that's okay. But we need ten people that want to go and serve and, and be there to help do that. So, again, do we have a sign-up sheet or anything? We can make one. Amen. So, again, Marky, hold your hand up. Tell Marky, amen. <laughs> All right, y'all stand up real quick. We're down to eight tickets now. We have, oh, you got text. Awesome. <laughs> All right, turn around. Hockey game, Barrett. Go serve on Friday. Marky, amen. Tell them as soon as, as service is over so we can do that. And let's just go love on the people. This is a way of inviting them uh, in. And what we're doing is we're inviting them to partake of the love that Christ has for them. We're just showing them the love of God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, let's turn in our baptism service. I'm excited. I'm ready to baptize. Jump in the water. Is the water warm, Sherman? <laughs> he said, eh. Oh, yeah, that's all right. We'll be fine. All right. Glory to God. Anybody ready to get baptized? You are? Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Matthew 28 and verse 19. Matthew 28 and verse 19. In the baptism service, I want you to know this. I believe this is going to happen today. If you look at the life of Jesus, if you look at the life of Jesus, one of the things that happens is this. When you look at his life, he grows up, he's growing in the Lord, everything's going fine. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit leads him over to the River Jordan to John the Baptist. There he says, I need to be baptized. And when he says, I need to be baptized, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, John says this, I don't need to baptize you, Jesus. I need you to baptize me. Then Jesus makes this statement. Let's, let me do this. Let me be baptized. And then he says this, to fulfill all righteousness. When somebody is baptized, you start stepping into the place where all righteousness is fulfilled. There's something very right about being baptized. There's something very right about that moment. There's something very right about being baptized. We need to be baptized. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Jesus is baptized. He's fully immersed. And then it says, the Bible says, he comes up out of the water. At that moment, the heavens open. 
Do you understand that till that moment, the heavens had been closed? What does that mean? The kingdom of God had been closed in its power. But when Jesus is baptized, the heavens open and the power of God enters in. Jesus is filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost comes on. The Father from heaven says this. He says, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. With whom I'm well pleased. From that moment, Jesus goes into the wilderness. He beats down the devil. He comes out of the wilderness and miracles start popping. Boom, 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 boom. From the point of his baptism, a power of God was released in his life and everything changed. Everything changed. I believe that today, when you are baptized with Christ in that water and you show that I am a believer, I believe that from this day, for the people that are being baptized today, from this day, everything will change. The power of God will be released in your life. You will see in a power to beat back the devil, to win and not get trampled underfoot anymore. You will see a power to pray over people and see the anointing of God flow from this day. Because why? Because when you are baptized, you are showing that I I too was buried with Christ, but I'm resurrected into something new. I believe that that's going to come on people even today, even if you're not being baptized today. But today you're saying, you know what? I've been baptized before, but I hear that word and I have a right to walk in it now. Like even me, I've been baptized. I was baptized as a kid. And then as I stepped into adulthood, I knew I needed to be baptized again. And let me just tell you, if you're sitting here today, you've never been baptized but you know you should or you've been baptized before but you haven't been walking right and today the Holy Spirit says you need to be baptized. This is a new chapter in your life and you need to mark it today. You need to symbolize I am living a life for Christ. If that comes on you, we've got extra clothes. You can get baptized and walk out of here and you can walk and experience that power. But even if you've been baptized before, you can say, you know what? When I was baptized, that I might might not have felt it, but the same thing happened to me. And from this day, I can walk different. I can walk on a new level. I can walk in a new promotion. I can walk in a new revelation of the power of God coming through my life. Amen? Amen. Has anybody received that? Glory to God. We need to know who we are and know what God's done. And when he got baptized, everything changed. You know, some people think that Jesus was, you know, like parting the water in the bathtub when he was little or, or he was raising his friends' animals from the dead and stuff like that. Now, that wasn't it because the Bible says his first miracle was at the wedding in Cana. The first thing was after he came out of the wilderness, after he was baptized. When he got baptized, everything changes. When you get baptized, everything changes. Everything changes, right? Everything changes. Say it with me. Say, everything changes. I receive everything changing. Glory to God. Amen. Look at this verse. Well, I want to ask the question, why should we be baptized? Well, I just gave you one. Look at this. First of all, because Christ commands it. In verse 19, he says, Go therefore, talking to every Christian, go therefore and make disciples of the nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them, uh, teaching these new disciples, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So the first thing, why be baptized? Because Jesus said, go make disciples and baptize them. Go, do this. Why are we doing this today? Because God told us to do this. Go, baptize them, right? Then let's look at this, Acts chapter 2 and verse 37 through 39. Acts 2. Thirty-seven through thirty-nine. He says this: Why be baptized? Because Christ commands it. Well, when they had heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, because Peter had just been preaching to them. Peter had just been telling them that Jesus was the one to accept. He had just told them this. He said, and they said, "Okay, all right, Jesus is the one. What do we do?" He said, repent, brethren, what shall we do? Repent, in other words, change your way of thinking. You've been living life in this direction. Now let's live our life in God's direction. Change how you think towards things. Change your actions towards things. This is what repent means. In America, we have this idea that repent is only a a fiery preacher telling you you're going to hell if you don't do it. But that's not all that repent means. Listen, that can be true. If people don't accept Jesus, hell awaits them. It's not where he wants them to go. That can be true. They need Jesus. And it is an eternal torture. Hell is a real place. But some people have taken the good news and they put a very negative twist on it. It's not that hell is not a real place and it's a horrible place. You don't want to go to hell. It is fire. It is gnashing of teeth. It is eternal torture. You don't want to go there. But when he says repent, he's saying, look, you've been thinking this direction. You've got to stop thinking that way, and you've got to start thinking this way. You've got to change how you're approaching God. He's not a God waiting to strike you down and send you to hell. He's a God who loves you with everything he's got. And when you turn to him, what you find is Abba, Father. You find a daddy. You find a father who loves you, who's waiting on you. You find, you remember the parable of the prodigal son? Remember the prodigal son? He's staying away. He thinks he's going to go back home and he's going to be talked bad about and his dad's going to just put him and keep him as a servant and everything else. What does the prodigal son find? This is a lot of times people are sitting in their, in their seat and they're like, oh, I don't know if I should go up or not. And when they finally get up enough nerve and say, all right, embarrassment. All right, you know, I'm not going to move by fear. I'm going to move. Lord, I trust you more than my fear. And they get up out of their seat and they go give their life to the Lord. They find a father, just like the prodigal son found. They find a father running towards you, running towards you. Because when your heart, turns towards him in seriousness, you'll find that he's right there waiting on you. He's right there waiting on us. Now see, that's not just in salvation, like going to heaven. That's in healing. That's in uh, prospering you. That's in protecting you. 
I know I've had times where I, I've been like, Lord, I, I just don't feel protected. Or maybe I just sense this to talk about it right now. Maybe you've been having dreams of just calamity. Like you've been having dreams of major tragedy and, or wrecks or just blood and guts and junk that the devil's trying to get you in fear over. But if you'll say, no, that's not what God has for me. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you to give you a future and a hope not for calamity. And for you to have welfare or to fare well, it's not the welfare system that we know. It's saying everything in your life, you will fare well in it. How will, how will I fare? Good, great, heavenly. That's what he's saying. But he says in that verse, he says, not for calamity. That is not God's plan for you. Calamity is never God's plan for you. It's right there in that verse. Right there. And so maybe you're sitting there and the devil's trying to throw stuff at you. I had a period of time, even while we were pastoring, all of a sudden I just kept having visions of my family like in a car wreck and tragedy and all this stuff. It was an attack against me. I needed to repent. I needed to change my thinking, get off of those thoughts and start thinking about a God who loved me, who says, I have kept you from the evil one. You're in this world, but I have kept you from the evil one. I needed to set my mind on things above. I needed to repent in my thinking and think about how no evil will befall me. I needed to think on how no plague will come near my dwelling. I needed to think on how every fiery dart would be quenched. Stop thinking on everything the devil was throwing at me. Start thinking on the goodness and the love of God. Just what you saw in these testimonies this morning. How the goodness of God was waiting. The goodness of God. All we did is we had to say, Lord, I want you more than, more than what I thought. And when we repented, boom. All of a sudden we found God was sitting there as a loving father waiting on us. Just waiting on us. So he says, repent. Change your way of thinking. Stop thinking it's going to go bad. Stop thinking things are going to hold you up. Start thinking, hey, I'm in Christ now. The heavens are open. I've been baptized. The power of God is released in my life. Things are different. Things are changing. I can pray and see the power of God released too. Change our thinking. Repent. Watch what he says. This is a commandment. He says this, repent. And each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit, you can be filled today. Verse 39, for the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. That person, anybody that chooses God, he says, I wish that all would come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Anybody that says, Lord, I want you. Anyone who says, who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Who can have these blessings in their life? Anybody who says, Jesus, I need you. I got to have you. By faith, I have you now. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why be baptized? Because Christ commands it. Why also be baptized? To follow the example of Jesus. In Mark 1.9, you don't have to turn there, but it says, One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John 
baptized him. John baptized him. Aren't we supposed to follow the works of Christ? Aren't we supposed to do what he did? Well, Jesus was baptized. Even He didn't even have any sin, but he said, I need to do it to fulfill all righteousness. We need to be baptized. If we are of Christ, then following his example, we follow him in baptism as well. Number, number three, it demonstrates that I really am a believer. Acts 8. 12. Let's look there. Acts 8.12. And let's put it up in the New Living. Acts 8.12. Most of these for them back there, most of these are going to be in the New Living. It says, but now the people believed Philip's message of good news. They believed. They were believers. He believed the good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. As a result of belief, men and women were baptized. As a result of belief, men and women were baptized. As a result of belief, say it with me, as a result of belief, men and women were baptized. This is what happens when we believe we need to be baptized. Uh, it demonstrates that I am a believer. I'm a believer. Acts 18, verse 8. Acts 18, 8. Many others in Corinth also heard Paul and became believers and were baptized. When they believed, they were baptized. We need to be baptized. We need it. We see a biblical example that as soon as people became believers, they sought to be baptized. It was important. It was important. It was important enough for the Holy Ghost to mention this multiple times that when people believed, they were baptized. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 48. Acts 10, 44 through 48 in the New Living. Even as Peter was saying these things, he was preaching to him. He was telling them the good news of the gospel. The Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to their being baptized? Why? Because what had happened was they had believed and been filled with the Holy Ghost right there sitting. And as soon as they believed, Peter said, hey, what's the next step? They need to be baptized. He says, now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as he, we did, so he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why be baptized? Because Christ commands it. We're following the example of Jesus. It demonstrates that I really am a believer. I really am a believer. And the fourth thing, it's a symbol that I'm putting to death the old sinful way and I'm raising up a new person. Turn to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. See, when we're baptized, we're saying to the world, I'm a believer. 
I'm going to live a different way. This is a symbol. I'm showing everybody that's here. I'm making a statement. I'm making a commitment. I'm given to a certain way of life. I am a believer in Christ. He's the Lord of my life. He's the director of my life. He tells me what to do, and I'm going to be obedient. He tells me what to do, and I'm going to be obedient. He's my Lord. Not my boss, not my home, not my family, not the world, not everybody who's trying to tell me what to do ever since I was a little kid. No, Jesus is my Lord. He's the Savior of my life. He's my King. He's my Director. And when we get baptized, we show this thing has changed. And I'm announcing it to the world. I love Jesus. He loves me and He is the Lord of my life. Now see, and here's where you start to see the power of God transferred. Because if I, if I have a right to my life, which I do, I have a right to my life, you have a right to your life. When I say, Jesus, you are the Lord of this life, then Jesus, I'm giving him a legal right to bring everything that he is into my life. I'm giving him a right to bring healing into my life. I'm giving him a right to bring prosperity into my life. I'm giving him a right to bring protection, deliverance, restoration, and eternal salvation into my life. When I make the declaration, Jesus, you're my Lord. You are the director of my life. Bring your rules. Bring heaven into my life. All of a sudden, he can be who he's been wanting to be the whole time. But see, when we'll say, no, I got this. I'm the Lord of my life. I make my own decisions. I can make decisions for myself. Operating in pride, what we literally do is give Jesus the stiff arm and everything that he has for us. And he's sitting there. And you, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Have you ever tried maybe to pay for somebody's meal that wouldn't accept it? Or maybe buy them a cup of coffee or do anything for somebody? And they're like, no, 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 I, I can't let you do that. I can't let you do that. And if you've ever done that, don't ever do it again. Amen? Learn how to receive. I can't let you do that. That's really, a lot of times, we think it's humility, but a lot of times when we boil it down, it's not based in humility, it's based actually in a pride. I can't receive help. Why? Because I can fend for myself. Well, how's that going for you? How's that fending for yourself happening? Is is it awesome? Well, no, not really. Then stop. Just stop. Just learn how to receive. I need help. Many times when people come into the church, you know, they walk right in and it's like, you know, in their pocket, folded up in an envelope with their ministry letterhead. Here's my resume. Here's what I've done for the Lord. I helped start this church. I can walk in these gifts. I can do this, this, and this, and I am here to help you. No, you're not here to help. You're here to be helped. And as you grow, then help. You're here because you're not perfect. And I'm here because I'm not perfect. We're all here because Jesus looked at us and said, you ain't, you ain't got it together. <laughs> I heard it yesterday. Your cornbread ain't cooked all the way through in the middle. 
You're here because you don't have it all together. So stop feeling bad when you get to the places and realize, I don't have it all together. I'd much rather somebody walk in that back door and be like, Pastor, I am a mess. I I got so many issues and so many problems, but you and me, through Jesus, we're going to get through it. Amen. I'm glory to God. Come on in. We're going to get along great. But if they come in with their ministry resume and I'm carrying all this and all this, I know you may carry all kinds of gifts, but guess what I know too? Because I've been pastoring for a while and I've been ministering for longer than that. You've got just as big of a list in the other back pocket you don't want to show nobody. I know. Stop telling me what you can do. That will be obvious. <laughs> Barrett said, you got issues. Hey, stop telling me what you can do. That will be obvious. Just learn how to serve. Just learn how to serve. And let the best ministry you can ever have is to learn how to give yourself to the Lord. Give yourself. Work on me. Do you know the best thing that I can ever do for you? Work on me. Because if I work on me, then I, I can, the love of God can flow through me better. So I don't need, I don't need, you know, let me give you an indicator. I know none of y'all have ever done this, ever. Let me give you an indicator of having your focus on the wrong thing. Man, this is a good message. I sure wish blank was here to hear this. <laughs> I sure wish... I wish so-and-so was here to hear this message. Stop it. Stop it. That message is for you. Stop thinking it's for somebody else. You need to be saying, oh, what can I get out of this? Work on us. We need to work on us. All of us. Me too. Like the other day, I forget what message I was preaching, and I was preaching it, you know, like I'm preaching straight to you, but I was like, man, oh, man, I just hurt myself. Golly, that word was sharp. I felt that little, it was for me, just like it's for you. We, we, we got to stop focusing on what everybody else is doing and what they're up to. If I learn how to let Jesus operate on me, operate on my heart, that's the very best thing I can do for everybody around me. Stop trying, oh, well, you need to hear this message. You need to hear this message. Oh, yeah, I got this all together. Oh, I know, Pastor. No, you don't know. That's why I'm saying it. No, you think you know, and that's what's holding you up. Y'all never been there. Y'all are holy. You are boomerangians. I get it. And and glory to God. But I have. I've struggled with that before. I know y'all haven't. And, 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 you know, if Jesus walked in, he'd just be at home with everything that you think and everything that you do. I get it. Y'all are holy. But I had to deal with it some in myself before. We all have. We all have. I'm messing. Amy's like, oh. Man, they need to hear this message. You need to hear this message. Work on us. This is part of our repenting and getting our heart right and getting us where we need to be, right? This this is how, look, just, just give yourself to the scalpel of the Holy Ghost and let him work on you. As much as you think that you're cleaned up, if you put Jesus beside you, it would still probably be an ugly mess. 
Not that you haven't come a long way, but let's stop thinking that we've arrived at some place. Do you know how big and how glorious God is? Do you know how holy He is? Do you know how loving He is? Let me tell you one of the things that makes it stick out. How many people you got mad at somebody? Don't raise your hand. Uh, how many people you got mad at somebody this week? I mean, all right, well, I didn't get mad at you. Okay, what about the person that pulled out in front of you and slowed down to an ungodly level? Right? What about the person that caused you to wait for an extra 20 seconds at the light because they didn't turn right on red? What about that person who sent you the email and you thought, you thought they don't know who they're talking to? Taking it out on that keyboard. Jesus said this forgive seven times, no, 70 times seven in one day. In other words, you're not going to exhaust the forgiveness. In other words, why would he have to tell us that? Because we were going to want to not forgive 70 times 7. we got to start recognizing this is where I've been, but it's not where I'm going to stay. I'm going to learn how to forgive. I'm going to learn how to move on. Man, we're talking about baptism. How do I get on forgiveness? Anyway, I, they're like, preach on baptism, preacher. Go back to it. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, if we don't learn how to let Jesus be Lord in our lives, then everything that Jesus brings, salvation, healing, prosperity, deliverance, protection, restoration, if we block him from being Lord because we won't forgive somebody, then we also block him from that protection and being who he wants to be in our life because what we're doing is we're giving the stiff arm to Jesus. Jesus says, just let me in and, and let me be the Lord of your life and I'll bring a whole lot of stuff with me. You ever had seen somebody in your life and it's like you always want them to come because if they come, they're bringing something. Like there's certain people, if they come and certain people know how to cook, right? And it's like, hey, uh, you want me to come over? You want me to bring something when I come? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Can you come tonight? And tomorrow, I want you to cook and bring something. That's the way God is, but with everything. With everything. He's like, he knows how to cook. He knows how to heal. He knows how to bring you something in an envelope that's nice. You know, when we got married, uh, I didn't know about this. This was all news to me. I saw a bunch of packages over there. And then I saw some like little mailbox thing and there were cards in it. Like, and I was like, oh, that's nice. People brought cards. I was like, look at all those packages though. And so we opened the packages. They were nice. And they were like, you know, like, Waffle makers, which I, I like, you know, I like waffles. And, uh, and so they were all these, and dishes and stuff you need for a new home and everything. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, let's get to the cards. And I opened up the first card, and I'm like, oh, glory to God, what's this green stuff in here? I like cards all of a sudden. I was like, hey, there's some more cards. Let's get some more cards. They, there was stuff in those cards. It made me very happy, you know. I was like, hallelujah. I wasn't as sanctified then. It made me really happy. I was like, glory to God. Those cards were nice. God's like that too. Because he'll come and he'll say, hey, if you'll let me come be Lord in your life, I'll bring what I rule over. And what I rule over is good plans to give you a future and a hope, a joyful, confident expectation in things, not for calamity. And hey, here, by the way, here's an idea for your business. And all of a sudden the business multiplies times five. Oh, by the way, here, here's some favor. 
And all of a sudden, the, the phone calls, you can't stop. You've got to turn your phone off because too many customers are calling. You receive that? I receive it. Amen. Glory. All of a sudden, he says, oh, here's a good idea. Or all of a sudden, he, you see, when Jesus comes in, he's like, oh, let me just pay off this debt. And, and you go to make a payment, and they're like, they send the money back. You say, why just send the money back? You don't, have, you don't know anything here. Because that's the way Jesus travels. He's, he's that guy that when he comes in, like you want him to come there. He's bringing something good all the time. But we've got to, this is why we got to understand that anything that Jesus asks us for, it's always opportunity to increase. If Jesus asks you for something, it's always opportunity to increase. Your flesh may be saying, no, I don't want to do that. But see, if Jesus says, forgive that person, he's got a reason to forgive. He's got a reason he wants you to forgive. And if you will learn how to forgive, there's always opportunity with that. That's what happens because he's Lord and he comes bearing gifts. It's who he is. For God so loved that he gave. Sometimes it's material, sometimes it's spiritual, sometimes it's mental clarity, things like that. But he always, it's who he is. He is. He loves you. He's got a good plan for your life. Amen? Amen. Why be baptized? Because I'm putting away an old sinful life. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm not going to live like I'm the Lord of my life anymore. That's what's happening today. I'm going to live like Jesus is Lord of my life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The old life is buried in baptism. A new life has sprung up. A new life has been resurrected. I'm not that same person. When you get baptized, I'm not the same person. I don't live by the flesh anymore. I live by Jesus Christ. I'm His. It shows a humble, true, and a right attitude and heart that I need God. This is 1 Peter 3, 18 through 21. Now, you can write that down, but just listen to it. Just listen. Close your eyes for a second and just hear what I say. 1 Peter 3, 18 through 21. For Christ also died for sins once for all. The just... For the unjust. He was just, but he died for people that were unjust. So that he might bring us to God. Having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. In which also he went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison. Who once were disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark. Hear this. In which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. In other words, God had a plan to get his goodness. And he was patient with us. And he gave us the symbolism of the ark so that people that came through the water were saved from the death and destruction. Listen, baptism shows a true, a humble, true, and right attitude and heart that I needed God. Verse 21. Corresponding to, this, to that, baptism now saves you, not from the removal of dirt from the flesh. Hear this. 
but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. One of my favorite points in this message is this right here. It's saying, Lord, I'm not just getting baptized to show that I'm clean from dirt. I'm getting baptized. When we get baptized, here's what we're saying. We're saying, Lord, I can't do this without you. Just like the people could not go through the flood without the ark. They couldn't go through the flood. They were going to die if they didn't have a way to pass through the water. Jesus said, when you get baptized, I have been raised up. You may be killing the flesh, but I have passed through that water. And I will draw you with me out of that death way and into the ways of life. And when we get baptized, we're making an appeal appeal to God that says, God, I can't do this without you. This is what baptism does. Lord, I got to have you. I got to do it your way. I, I got to stop doing it my way because my way has not been working. I'm appealing to you. Through this baptism, I'm appealing to you. I need you in my life. I'll tell you right now. If you're sitting here and you weren't, on the, you weren't on the plan to be baptized, but the Lord's dealing with your heart. When I dismiss here in just a second for them to get ready for baptism, you're like, i got to get baptized today. You just tell them, we got extra clothes. we got the way to do it. Sometimes it's important for us to not wait, but to move that day, that moment, and not let a moment pass. It's an opportunity. Think about blind Bartimaeus. What if he would have listened to the fear coming through other people. Shut up, Bartimaeus, shut up, be quiet. Then all of a sudden, Jesus says, tell him to come here. He would have missed the opportunity. He would have missed the moment. Many, many times, the Lord has a message like this, and God's saying, I'm making an appeal to you right now that you need to appeal to me. I'm opening up a door of opportunity for everything to change. Today's your day. Today's your moment. We baptize with immersion. Why? Because even when Christ got it says he came up out of the water. And the word baptism literally means to completely immerse. It means to completely immerse. I know that some will sprinkle. But the word itself, baptism, means to completely overwhelm with water. That's what the word means. We, we get baptized to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus said, permitted at this time to fulfill all righteousness. And when we are baptized, the Bible teaches us in Romans 4.22 and Ephesians 2.4, when we're baptized, it says, we are made completely righteous. Have you ever felt like, okay, I'm born again, but I feel like I just still have some junk? Baptism is a supernatural way. Yeah, we're physically dunking you in water. But supernaturally, something else takes place. There's a righteousness of God in Christ. About you stepping out and making that statement, there's something that happens in that moment. And all of a sudden, you raise up. And I am completely righteous with every bit because I've made an appeal to God. In front of everybody, Lord, I got to have you. There's something that happens and the righteousness of God comes into your life and you are made completely right. Here's my question. Will you come back to God now? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. I'll just read this to you. 
This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. He's given us a job to invite people, bring people back. Why did we do Boomfest? Why did we spend money to do that? Why did we spend money to have a revival? Because our job as an ambassador of God is to bring people back to right standing with Him. Our job is to do that. That's every believer, not the pastor only. Every believer's job is to invite and invite people be reconciled with God. Will you come back now? 19. For God was in Christ. We're following Jesus. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. If he did that, then we should do that. He's our Lord. No longer counting the people's sins against them. Today, sins that you've held on to, that the devil's tried to keep piling on your head, today they're going to fall off of people forever. The sins are going to fall off. The condemnation is going to fall off forever today. In Jesus' name, I declare it. I decree it. May the sins of, of the world start falling off of people right now. Lord, let them have a new freedom. Let the weight of sin start to break off right now today in Jesus' name. And may they never come back. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let it be. He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Come back to God because God said, I found the way. Yeah, you were messed up. Yeah, you had problems. Yeah, you missed it. Yeah, you might have even done it on purpose. But I found the way. I went and on purpose had no sin and I paid your price so that you didn't have to pay the price and you could come and receive all the sins wiped out. He says, and we're making our appeal today, come back to God. Come back to God. Come back to God. Now we're almost finished with the message, but right now, anybody who's getting baptized, I want to dismiss you if you need to change clothes. If you need to get ready to be baptized, you can go ahead and get dressed, and then when you're done, come back to this door. If you're sitting here today and you're like, I wasn't on the plan to get baptized, but I've got to be baptized today. If that's you, then you just go see these gentlemen, these ushers at the back, and they will, they will help you get prepared. We've got clothes you can wear. Once you're ready to be baptized, just come back and stand over here on the side. But let's look at this, the last passage, Acts chapter 8 and verse 26. Acts 8 verse 26. It says this, As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Kandake, the queen of Ethiopia. 
The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk along beside the carriage. So Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, Do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, How can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up to the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was, he was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken away from the earth. Taken from the, earth. the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself? Or someone else. So, the begin, so beginning with this scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop. And they went down into the water. And Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Lord the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. There's a rejoicing in baptism. There's a rejoicing that happens in baptism. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Azotus. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. You know, I recently heard a story about this, that there were some Ethiopians. Acts 8. <laughs> it wasn't there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Are there any five-year-old grandchildren in here? They'll stop it. Amen. No. <laughs> Three-year-old will work. It's fine. So... Here's, here's what happened. There were some Ethiopians. I'm talking about 2019, 2018. There were Ethiopians, and they said, uh, we became believers because a long time ago, there was a queen of Ethiopia that sent a eunuch up to Israel. And he heard the good news about Jesus. And when he returned, many of us became Christians. Matter of fact, I have some friends that I know of. They're from Ethiopia. Every single one of them, they're Christian. They're believers. There's a big Christian population there. Why? Because one day a man told somebody else about Jesus and then they sealed it with that baptism. And here's what happened. He told them about the good things of God. He told them, hey, you need to receive Christ. And then he said this, look, there's water right there. Today you have that same opportunity. Look, there's water. Jesus is a good God. The devil's a bad devil. And I just want you right now just to, just to bow your heads. When Jesus comes in to be the Lord of your life, everything changes. Now some people don't receive everything that they should receive. Some people don't receive it all. And in 2 Corinthians 9 it says this, that that not every person that's born again, not every person that's righteous has the same harvest. But the plans that God has for you, they are a good, good harvest. 
It is to overflow you with eternal salvation, fellowship with God your Father. I mean, I mean a fellowship and a relationship with Him that is out of this world. Out of this world. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to prosper you. He wants to restore you. And he wants to protect you. This is all in the package. And when you make him the Lord of your life, you have access to that. But you also get to say this. You know what? Lord, I repent because I've not been doing this thing right. I know I got sin in my life. I know that I've been a mess. I know that I've lied. I know that I've told stories. I know that I haven't forgiven. I know that I haven't loved. And this, the biggest one, I know that I haven't chose Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I haven't believed on him. Or maybe I've believed on him once, but I really haven't been living like it since then. Or maybe I believed on him, I've been trying to, but life has happened and it's made it hard. I've not been able to get over it. I've been trying and trying and trying, but life has, life has just kept interjecting. And I'm not sure. I don't know if I would go to heaven or not. I'm unsure of it, but I need to be sure today. And I need the benefits of Christ. I need him to be Lord of my life. I need him. I need a Savior to forgive me of my sins. I need a Savior who will save me from the stuff that the world has planned. I need a Savior that will assure me everything's going to be okay. If any of those things fit you this morning, I just want you to raise your hand right now. I want to pray with you. Just raise your hand and keep it up just for a second so I can see it. Let me see. I see those. Anyone else? Just raise it up so I can see. Even if you did it before, I think I saw some, but I missed them. I see that. Anybody else? Keep it up just for a second. Just raise it high. Every, every head bowed. I see those. Anybody else? Raise it up so I can see it and hold it for at least two seconds so I can... Amen. Amen. I see those. Glory to God. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anyone else? Glory to God. Now I just want us, you can just raise your head right now. I just want us all in here to pray. I want you to pray right now. I want us all to pray together and let's pray out loud. Father, right now. We want, we want this to happen. We want this. This is the thing. If you get serious with God, He will get serious with you. Lord, I need you. I need you in my life. I need your help. I need the power of God. Everybody in here, let's pray this with our mouths right now. You can close your eyes, even the guys being baptized. Pray right now. Just say, Father, Father right, now, right now, I make Jesus... The Lord of my life. He's my Savior. He's the director. He calls the shots. And I'll be obedient. Save me. Help me. Bring your goodwill into my life. I receive you. I was a mess. I had sin. And I ask you to forgive me. And I believe that you took my sin. I believe that you took that to the cross and to the grave. And it took you to death. But I believe 
that God, seeing your righteousness, brought you back alive from the dead. And when He raised you up, He raised me up to life. Jesus, you raised me up. I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit and with fire to live in a freedom and a fullness and boldness and courageousness today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Now, if you said that prayer with me today and today, you're like, man, I needed to say that. I felt the, the weight just fall. Will you just raise your hand so I can see you? Glory to God. Keep them up for a second. Amen. Glory to God. Father, right now, I just pray. Lord, let them be sealed. Lord, let them walk in your goodness. Angels, go around them. Be around them. Uphold them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for pouring out your mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I invite you again. If, even if you just said that prayer and you needed to say it and it's like, you know what? I need to be baptized. I know I need to be baptized. I know I need that. Then right now, these guys right back here, let's, let's have Barrett. Will you go back there too in case we have any ladies? If you would like to be baptized as these guys are getting ready and I'm getting ready, just go see these guys and uh, they'll help you. Look, Everybody look right back here. Wave. Don't they look nice and friendly? Look, they're so friendly. <laughs> and uh, go back there. They'll help you. If you'd like to be baptized, today's the day to do it. Hey, listen. Look, there's water. Amen. Let's be baptized. Let's, let's make a commitment and let's never back down from it. And let's step into heaven's opened in your life so that the power of God can flow. Amen. Glory to God. Are y'all going to sing a song, Barrett? Amen. Yeah. Glory. All right, let's go. close your eyes and as we sing surrounded again imagine yourself surrounded by the love of the father that's what they're doing they're engulfing themselves in the love of Jesus in his love today Soyoto, you can go ahead and play it now and Mr. Kevin have it ready Soyoto, yoto, koya. Father we just surround ourselves we receive your love today we receive it in a new way. Hallelujah. There's a table that you've prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. 
It's your body and your blood you've shed for me. This is how I fight my battles. There's a table that you've prepared for me. In the presence of my enemies. It's your body and your blood you've shed for me. This is how I fight my battles. Let's just all lift our voices. And I believe you've overcome. And I will lift my song of praise for what you've done. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my we just praise you, we worship you, we thank you for giving us water and new lives, supernatural in Jesus' name, we praise you for it, amen. Now if you're sitting out there and you're going, you know what, I should have gone, I need to get baptized, you can go ahead and go, they will help you, George will help you right back there, let's jump on in, come on Mr. Mark, then we'll have uh, Miss Amy and then Brittany can come after that, but just stay right there, awesome, glory down, come on down. <laughs> it's a little cool. A little cool. Yeah. yeah, amen. That means you really mean it. That's right. Amen. 
Would you like to tell everybody what your name is? Uh, Mark Presley. Amen. You want to tell them anything the Lord's been doing for you? Oh, he's been everything. Just yeah. He's completely changed my whole life. Amen. Glory to God. In just a few a few months, really. Yeah, yeah about Amen. three months. Your family? Yes. Changing everything. Glory to God. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Well, <clears throat> what we'll do? Amen. Johnny, you can just stand right there. Mark, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes, sir. Do you believe that he died for you and that God brought him back to life for you? Yes, sir. Amen. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Give him a hand. Woo-hoo. There you go. Hallelujah. Now he gets the honor of helping me baptize his family. Amen. Come on, Miss Amy. I tell you what, why don't you stand over here where I was? There you go, Miss Amy. Hello. You want to tell everybody your name? Amy Presley. Amen. You want to tell them anything the Lord's done for you? Just working every day. Every day. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I saw you were getting part of that message when I was talking. Was I talking to you I at get one it point? Every week. <laughs> every week. <laughs> every week. Amen. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. Do you believe that He took your sins, died for you, and God brought Him back to life for you? Yes. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Hallelujah. Give her a hand. Amen. <laughs> Congratulations. Amen. Lord. I don't know what all family. I know Miss Brittany. I can see if there's anybody else. Come on down. How do you like this, Dad? I love it. <laughs> Pretty awesome. I <laughs> do you really mean it? Yeah. So, <laughs> do you want to be quick? <laughs> well, tell them your name. My name is Brittany Presley. What's the Lord been doing for you? Um, making it better every day. Every day, amen. Yeah. Amen, glory to God. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes. Do you believe that he took your sins and that he died for you and God brought him back to life for you? Yep. And when he raised him up, he raised you up. Yes. Amen. All right. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Glory to God. Give her a hand. Amen. Uh, look at that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Congratulations, Dad. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? I love watching families be baptized. Amen. So you should know... Like it's it's like 70 degrees in here, which is a little bit cool. But when I got baptized, there was ice on the steps when I was seven. That's a real story. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you really the believe it? Okay? The Yankee is cold. The Yankee is cold. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Come on down. This is not 70 degrees. This is not 70. Here. Okay. I got this. It just doesn't feel like it. See right there. That's Lauren. That's broken. You broke it on me. Come here. Here. Tell them your name. Uh, Colleen Kelly. Amen. Glory to God. Is G you want to tell them anything about what Jesus has been doing? He's um, 
great, saved my life. Um, I wouldn't be here, me and my family wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Amen, amen. He protected you supernaturally, oh, amen. Oh, yes. Amen. Yes. Changing your kids' lives, changing uh -huh. your life, amen. Glory to God. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Do you believe that he died for you and rose back up from the grave? Yes. And that God brought you back up too? Yes. Amen. Here you go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Hallelujah. Give her a hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Good job. Thank you. Thank you, school. <laughs> Mr. Danny, yeah. hallelujah, yeah. glory to God, <laughs> amen, tell him your name, Danny Gordon, Danny Gordon, what's the Lord done for you, um, he, he's brought me uh, out of an addiction uh, less than four months ago, uh, it seemed like a hopeless situation and he's given me hope and just done wonders. The more serious I get with him, the more serious he gets with me. <laughs> That's a great testimony. Amen. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? He is. Do you believe that he died for you? I do. Do you believe that God raised him from the dead? I do. And when he raised him up, did he raise you up with him? He did. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Hallelujah. Give him a hand. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hello. This precious lady's been asking me for months. Well, you, I want you to baptize me. I said, yes, ma'am, we can do it. And uh, she came ready today. Amen. Glory to God. Ooh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Here, say hey to everybody. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Tell them what your name is. My name is Tracy Wallace. Tracy, good. Do you, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes, ma'am. Yes, <laughs> That's all right. That's right. Do you believe that he died for you and God brought him back to life for you? Yes, sir. All right, amen. Turn this way. Cross your arms. There you go. You want to hold your nose? All right. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Glory to God. Miss Tracy, congratulations. Congratulations. Hallelujah. <laughs> Raise up to a whole new person. Blessing of God be on her, overflow her, and fill her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Congratulations, Miss Tracy. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and now, Miss Addie. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
<laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> you want to tell them your name? Addie. Addie. What's your last name? Hill. Hill. Addie Hill. Amen. Hello. <laughs> Is Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes, sir. Do you believe that he died for you? Yes, sir. And that God brought him back to life? And when he raised Jesus up, he raised you up? Yes, sir. Amen. Would you like to say anything else about what the Lord's done this week? Yeah. And, um, you know, yesterday, my arm use was, my shoulder was fractured for a long time. And um, they, we went to the doctor recently. They said I wouldn't be able to lift it up. They did tests. They said I wouldn't be able to lift it up or move my shoulder. Oh, my goodness. Yesterday, I was, like, cleaning. Yeah. And I moved my shoulder. I was like, oh, wait, wait a minute. And then <laughs> I lifted my arm up. and Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's awesome. God is so good. Amen. It's been a good week, hasn't it? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You can cross your arms if you want. All right. Father, we thank you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and His Son, Jesus Christ, the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we baptize you. Glory to God. Congratulations. Look at that. Look at that. They're excited for you. Amen. Amen. There you go. <laughs> Praise God. Give her a hand. Is there anybody else I can't see?